Welcome back to the Bigger Than You podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to put a call out to you. If you're in a place in your business that feels stressful, anxiety-inducing and uneasy, maybe you're worrying about where your next client is coming from or not feeling like you can relax and be present with your family because your brain is always switched on, but not in a good way, in a stressed way that just leaves you feeling like you're not safe in your business. Basically, if you desire to be feeling like an empowered, confident leader in your industry and you'd like a rock solid level of self-trust and a rock solid level of confidence in your ability to consistently and confidently attract aligned clients that are excited to invest in themselves to work with you, then DM me the word uplevel on Instagram or email me with the keyword uplevel if you're not on Instagram. Contact details can be found in the show notes. Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you're new, hello, welcome. Today I have a very special guest. He's called Luke Anning, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hi, Luke. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, so I appreciate you bringing me in here, and I appreciate all of your listeners coming over here, spending some time with us today. So we talk on something that hopefully changes your life. If not, just hoping that you get some takeaways from it, regardless. But yeah, I'm a badass mindset and business coach and I'm a top 2% podcaster. I've got a podcast called The Happy Positive Energy Game and that has grown pretty fast, sort of expected, sort of not expected. And then I was previously a fitness and mindset coach and that transitioned into confidence and mindset primarily for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then within my niche market, we niched down a little bit into coaching coaches and that's been absolutely incredible since I started it. So that's at least a, a broad introduction of what I do as a primary, but we probably didn't know if you haven't listened to me before is... I struggled vastly with my mental health, anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation, as well as my sexuality and incredibly destructive people pleasing. And to top that off, that incorporated into friend relationships, uh, romantic relationships, sexual abuse, all sorts like muddled all, all in there. But I've slept in my car whilst working at events and marketing sales role. That was my dream job, which I started in COVID. And then from after transitioning from that into coaching, it's just been a journey. Wow, Luke. Honestly, I didn't know some of that. I knew that you've had a, a real hard journey from like, you know, mental health stuff. But yeah, I didn't know all of that. So mm. that's really inspiring to share. And yeah, I just want to reflect back to you that you are really refreshing on Instagram as a male, particularly. Like, I consciously choose who mm. I follow for a reason, you know, and it's only stuff that's going to inspire or lift me up. Or so it, basically, what I'm saying is it's a compliment. I follow you, Luke. Because <laughs> oh, <it laughs> you're going to be really cool. It means the world. I've got an opinion on that, but. I think the life coaching industry was dominated by men previously. You're looking at like the traditional models of 
Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, but then you've got the rise of female empowerment and women being generally more embodied and naturally being more inclined to helping people as you would do with healthcare. But I would say 95% of the coaches that I coach are women, same within all of my group programs. So I've noticed even with what I do from like a launch stage of things, like I've yet to seen other coaches unless they're like right at the top if you're looking like Preston Smiles and mm. Ajit something. I can't remember. But yeah, it's definitely dominated by women, which is great. And I think men are starting to come with it. I think it's yeah. starting to get there. I think it's cool. So when we're looking at limiting beliefs as a whole, I think there's a few types. We've got seven types of negative thoughts. I'm going to try and play the game of remembering them all. But Daniel Amen, psychiatrist, and he runs Amen Clinics. He's vastly followed on Instagram. I think he's an 11 times New York best time seller. He labeled it as automatic negative thoughts or ants. But the way I like to look at this is like, imagine if you're here, you guys have decided to go out on a picnic and you've got whatever, I don't know. I'm going to describe my ideal picnic, but if your ideal picnic would be different then cool. But I'm thinking cinnamon buns. I'm thinking I'm probably going to take like a little stove set because I want like a little bacon and egg sandwich with me, like brown sauce, like, oh, I'm getting hyped up here. I'm like a little bit, (laughs) but you're at your picnic and you're having the best time with the love of your life or the person of your life. And you start seeing one or two ants at your picnic. You're like, oh, okay. It's not that much of a problem. And then you see five or six, like sometimes crawling on your leg. That's going to be pretty annoying. You're going to start getting annoyed, frustrated, walking into that lower frequency of emotions. And let's say you have a whole ants nest. You're just overwhelmed. You're like, oh, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> fuck these ants. (laughs) Like I'm done. I'm done with these ants. Like I'm done with the picnic. The picnic's ruined and I'm gone. If you look at that the same way as your negative thoughts, if you allow one or two to flutter by, it's not that much of an issue. But if you let a whole negative belief system Mm. incorporate you, you're going to feel pretty down. You're going to feel pretty frustrated, but there's seven types. Yeah. One is the all or nothing ANT. Yeah. So look at this as, as your generalizations. Look at this as your Oh, okay, like, oh, just all men are cheats. Oh, everybody just feels like everybody's like this. Or, oh, I never get my way. It's a false belief that you've put yourself there by a generalization that makes it feel more efficient to your brain. Because of that, your experience is vastly dominated by that. So I like to see it as your brain only remembers something like, I mean, I'd be interested who came up with this statistics, but this is what I've read. So 50% of the events that you've just gone through. So I might remember 50% of the things that I said on this podcast. And that means that when I reframe them and when I talk about them again, then I've got 50%, which is actual information and 50%, which isn't. And if you use that generalization as the 50%, you're going to be totally off. It's it's even like saying, oh, it's like when people's money mindset is limited. It's like all rich people are there to scam people or all salesmen are super sleazy. It's like every single one, like, are we saying every single rich person is going to be in it for the money? Because at least 99% of the people that I know are rich are only rich because of the impact that they have on people and the impact that they lead with. The people that are just money focused and even the people that are money focused, the things that they're buying with their money still have an incorporation of like, let's say they buy a Ferrari. That Ferrari money goes to the person who designed that. 
And it goes to the people that design the wheels and the people that got the materials for the wheels and the people that got the materials for the side wings, et cetera, et cetera. So it puts money on everybody's plate. It doesn't matter if you think that that's a waste of money or not, because that goes out to a lot of different people. Because money's just energy, right? It's paying for people's different values and where they're placing their energy. Yeah. What you were saying about the generalization, the all or nothing thing, that is so, so key because your brain is always listening to what you're thinking and looks for the evidence. So if you tell yourself, like I talk about the story, the stories that you choose to tell yourself matter. And it's so, so important. Like this, if you take one thing away from this today, it's the stories you choose to tell yourself matter. So if you tell yourself a generalization that, I don't know, like selling is sleazy or whatever, Mm. then that's how you're going to feel. It's going to, because your thoughts are influencing how you're feeling and that will then influence the actions that you choose to take, whether you're able to show up consistently or whether you are ridiculously inconsistent is all down to how you feel and your Mm. feelings are from the subconscious mind, which is where your beliefs are. So it's about getting conscious and becoming aware of what you're actually telling yourself. And this is exactly what you were saying. Like we remember 50%. What 50% are you choosing to remember? That will be down to the balance between positive and negative. Like how positive are you? What's your energetic set point? Is it pretty low vibe? Then Mm -hmm. if you realize that, then you can do something about it. Start to focus on what things make you feel good. Stop putting your energy in places that are going to bring you down because ultimately it's going to affect not just your business, but your life. And again, like I say this as well, you cannot focus on making your business a success and neglecting your life because everything's energy, isn't it? And you can't compartmentalize the energy that you put into your business and the energy that you put into yourself. It's like put yourself first as a human being, respect yourself enough to put the effort and the energy into you as a whole. And of course your business is going to thrive of that. And stop focusing on the money. Like, I love what you said. Money is just energy. It's so true. When we're in alignment with ourselves, doing the things that make us feel good and taking the action that feels good, not just the action that we're told to take or that we think will get us the right results. No, Mm -hmm. return back to yourself. Do the things that feel good for you and trust yourself. It it always comes down to self-trust, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think I can spiral off into self-trust, but I, I walked myself into talking to you guys about the seven types. So I'm going to give you guys the seven. So yeah. the seven <laughs> type is labeling automatic negative thought, but it okay. could be also an automatic negative framing. So sometimes it could be thoughts. It could be things that you're actually saying. So it's like when you label yourself or someone else with a negative term, you actually inhibit your ability to take an honest look at the situation. So I like to look at the ANTs as something that it cements a certain belief within your internal circuit board and your head being your home. And each one has a positive switch for on or an off as a negative, but a lot of the time your switch is off since that's the way that we've been brought up and it's the most energy efficient way. But let's say you label yourself as I'm lazy, then everything that you do is going to be in alignment with a lazy person. So if you Mm -hmm. label yourself as a failure, you'll act and create more failures. If you label yourself as clumsy, which was a past version of myself. Like, oh my God, like I could manage to knock off everything, everything. Yeah. Like, I remember going to a friend's place and knocking off like a $500 mantelpiece thing that she had. And it's just like, cause I had this incorporation of being lazy. So that's the second type of A&T is the labeling A&T. The next type is blaming A&T. 
So it's like, oh, if you hadn't done this, then I would have been successful. Victim mindset. If I didn't, yeah, if I didn't get that coach, then yeah. I wouldn't have lost all that money. Or if I hadn't broken my leg, I would have been a professional footballer. Yeah, it's always, it is what it is, isn't it? And this is, yeah. again, something else I say, nothing is positive or negative. It just is. It's how mm. you choose to think about it. And that matters because you can be disempowered by the narrative in your mind or you can be empowered and you always have the choice to choose a different thought which will then affect how you feel yeah yeah Yeah. how can we like i'd love for the listeners to just reflect on what's happened in your day so far or if you listen to this in the morning what's happened in the past couple of days and try and look for a thought pattern that you've had Mm. which is not empowered and this might be hard if you've kind of done a lot of work on yourself and you're good at keeping yourself in your place of power, but there will be somewhere where there's just like a hardwired automatic pattern from the past might have nothing to do with your business, might be just a thought pattern that you know, when this happens, I think this because we're all hardwired and yeah. most of what we do is subconscious, but try like really just maybe stop and just pause for a moment and just reflect mm-hmm. back and try and find a moment or a situation that's happened very recently, like in the past 48 hours where you felt disempowered and changed the game. As soon as you're aware of it, you've got the opportunity to change the game. How can you rewrite that story in your mind to return back to your power? And something I love, like I love doing this and sharing this tip, just before you go to sleep, run through your day, just before you, as your head is on the pillow and your eyes are closing and you're starting to get sleepy, reflect on your day, and re- literally rewrite the day by imagining it having gone better. So if something's gone wrong, imagine how it did go instead. Or if you had a great day, imagine what would have happened if it had been even better. Mm-hmm. And your brain can't tell the difference between real and imagination. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking about that before you go to sleep and then you drop off, your brain will then believe that that was the version of the day that you had and this is how you can change your life to get better and better and better and you can imagine things that haven't happened as if they have happened and your brain literally doesn't know the difference so Mm. yeah it's a really cool way because so many people because we don't know how the brain works we just we don't know that our brain is negative and so we go to bed worrying about what's happened or thinking oh I really need to get that done and and you know like allowing our thoughts to be low vibe and that's not how you change your life. Like that's not how you create new opportunities, new experiences for yourself. That's just how you stay in the same pattern. How you change patterns is by imagining what if, what if, like show me something better, show me something better. And when you're open to being supported and how, like, I mean, if you listen to this podcast regularly, like I'm sure you are on my wavelength with this, we create our own reality. So if you open yourself up to that, you can get that. You can just literally change the things that are happening in your life by believing that it's possible and imagining what if what if but so many times that that what if statement is used by the brain with catastrophic thinking but actually it's exactly the same the other way around if you take that what if and use it with the ultimate dream things happening then you're going to feel good because your brain can't tell the difference you're going to feel good you're going to take more different actions you're going to change your identity if you do this consistently Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point that I think has 
jogged my memory for the next few. So that actually spirals into one, you've got the aspect of the fortune teller, automatic negative thought, the what if this happens or what if that happens? And we make up this story that something's going to happen about our situation when actually it's not, it's total bullshit that we've come up with in our mind. But then on the flip side, it also does that with our past, which is the, it's just the bad ANT, which is the fifth one, which is look at it like this. So before I moved into coaching coaches with their mindset and business with the fitness coaching, it would happen a lot. So I'd get clients losing weight. They'd be like looking great. And they'd say, yeah, but I can still see my belly. It's like, but we're forgetting about all the other positive things that happen. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever spoken to somebody that's just been on a holiday or vacation, if you're American and think about a recent experience, it could have been your parents, could have been somebody that you knew. And when you ask them about their holiday, what did they start with? Well, they go, oh, it was amazing, but this happened to this happened, this happened. It's like, oh, like the holiday was great, but I had delays at the airport and it was like this and it was like this and it was like this. But it's starting with a negative. Our mm. brain is wired to focus on the negative because that's yeah. what we've grown up with. So that's the just the bad ANTs. The next, which is the sixth one, is the mind reader ANT. So I don't know if you, I like, this is probably the best analogy that I have, but you remember when you were at school and you are possibly, you were lining up in a queue for lunch and you heard some people laughing behind you and your brain goes, oh, they're, thinking, they're laughing about me. They're laughing about me we create this illusion, this disillusion in our mind that somebody's or a situation is a certain way. A lot of people do this in relationships. Oh, my partner hasn't responded to me. So it must be off doing something else. Or, oh, my partner isn't responding to me. So that means that I must be failing. Or I have this with coaches and this happens. This is why I coach coaches. There's so much mindset involved. It's like, oh, my client hasn't responded to me for two days they're going to default on the payments, (laughs) right? It's, it's totally illogical and it comes from our past wiring, but that's that mind reader ANT. And the seventh type, similar to the guilt beating ANTs, but it's more of a guilt beating ANT. I think this is the worst of the worst. This is the one where it's like, oh, Christmas is coming up. I should really go and visit my parents. Oh, it's Monday. I should really get myself planned. Yeah. Like we start shooting on ourselves yeah yeah i think we're in terms of energy the energy of obligation or feeling like mm. you should do something it just creates resentment and right. resistance and like pulls you back from well it literally takes you out of alignment doesn't it if you yeah. if you're doing something because you feel you should what's the energy underneath that and like i've talked about this before but just remember every thought and thing you say and also the action that you take has an energy and it's that that's being read by the universe and that's what you get more of back so if you're doing something that on the face of it is wonderful and great and loving and everything but if you sort of analyze it what's the energy underneath that and it's doing it because you feel that you should no it's all wrong you right. the energy is obligation isn't it then you're yeah. gonna get experiences more of that back more reasons to feel obligated whereas if you actually like it takes a bit of being brave sometimes to get used to this and you can practice this in like the tiniest sort of low stake stuff mm. practice doing exactly what you want like mm. this weekend for example i have plenty of opportunities to put some lovely photos up or, or go on stories and share what i did at the weekend but I actually couldn't really be bothered. Like it was really nice to just take the whole weekend off Instagram and I can do that. 
it's my account. I know that people aren't going to start unfollowing me because they're not, where's Jenna? Oh, I'm going to unfollow her. That's the fear-based scarcity mindset that I could have that would make me feel like I have to consistently be on stories, but I'm not available for doing anything that I don't want to do Mm. unless I know that it's in the benefit of my business in the future. But it's always look at your actions from a place of what's the most empowered thing? What's the empowered choice I can make here? And be aware of the stories that you're choosing to tell yourself that are low vibe and scarcity. Mm -hmm. Flip yourself back into the abundance mindset and then only do the things that feel good or basically just check the energy underneath. Make sure that that energy is right. And so, for example, you don't have to post every day. You don't have to be consistent on stories if you don't want to. But notice the reason why that is. If there's a resistance because you're not confident to or whatever, then obviously there's some mindset work to do there. But if you've done your mindset work and you're confident to show up on stories, but you just want like 24 hours off or something, go for it. You do what you want to do. And it's the same, like life business is all the same. To be in alignment, you have to do exactly the right things for you and make sure the energy underneath is is good. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I think I'm definitely conflicted with opinions with some people. I like to embody the phrase, like, I don't do my best, I do what is required. So if I said that I'm going to do a live on a certain day, I'll do it, even if I don't feel like it, because it's a commitment to my word. And that's what, not only as an embodiment of a man, but that's an embodiment of your confidence. Like every time you say that you're going to do something, you don't. Yes. But at the same time, I've also had to be very careful when I tell people I'm going to do something when I'm not, because I'll put unnecessary, unconscious, unnecessary pressure on myself because my way of validating myself is telling people that I'll do something. And then I commit to so many different things, then I can't do it. And how many people do that? It's the people pleasing aspect of saying, like, I, I almost did it with one of my clients the other day. I was like, okay, I've got this in my mind that I'm going to audit something that she's going to do. And I went to message her like, yeah, I'm going to audit this at the end of the week. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, no, I was like, we'll audit it on the call that you selected. You were going to do the call for. That's when you're going to audit it. Don't say you're going to do something when you're not. Yeah. You've already got a lot of set yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. Failure. And then you enter the negative feedback loop, which is that mental loop of psychological disreward somewhat where you end up distrusting yourself even more. And you lose aspects of your confidence. So yeah, just reframing back those negative thoughts so that you've got all seven down. So you've got one, labeling A&T, two, mind reader A&T, three, shame beating A&T, four, guilt beating A&T, five, fortune teller A&T, six, oh goodness, goodness gracious, we're stuck at six, six, is just tell them to go and watch back with a pen and paper and you'll write it down as you go along (laughs) so it is adhd it's really interesting if you look at the studies for adhd there's many studies that say like once you go past five or six numbers the neurodivergence just doesn't click it's not an alignment it just won't remember more than seven things after a certain thing so it's like hey if you had a passcode that was i don't know one two three four five i mean obviously this would make it really easy but let's say it's an abundance of different different numbers past the point of six and seven people with ADHD really, really struggle, especially when you're trying to remember that information. Yeah. So it's almost like at least my hypothesis here is that 50% generalization that I talked about earlier, oh, we got the sixth one. all on that <laughs> again, It's almost like you retain the majority of the information, but when it comes back to actually 
talking about it, you're really stuck. Yeah. But also just to reflect back, that's in this day and age when we've got so many tabs open in our mind. And also the fact that we don't need to remember stuff anymore. Like I remember learning all my friends' phone numbers, you know, before the mobiles were around, I used to know all their home phone numbers. You don't need to remember anything anymore because you can just quickly Google something. So like, I think everybody's ability in that respect has gone down. And then obviously if you've got ADHD on top of that, that makes it even harder. But yeah. Uh, Number seven is fortune teller A&T. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) well done. Um, What I will say though about the neurodivergence it's really not a loss for me because it's meant that, and this is why a lot of people come to me for structure and clarity, even though I can seem like sometimes I'm not in a clarity standpoint, when I have a system that works, it's astronomical for my mindset because I can handle so many different things at mm. once. Yeah. So the systems that I've built, because I know that I have this challenge, which also helps me focusing when I'm streamlined to a task that I enjoy, like I can sit there for nine hours and I'm good, but when I'm doing a lot of different things, it's meant that I have like productivity template lists where I have different sections that help me shift my brain, or I have a very structured calendar because it helps me know exactly what I'm going to do. And I have alarms that set me up for appointments so that I'm not missing them or I'm not forgetting about them. And I have a really amazing mind dump activity that I do at the weekend where I literally write every single checklist item that I think I'm going to do one strip of paper at a time. Once I've got those one strips of paper, I set up my calendar, I set up my master actions list and I set up the bin. And then I'm only allowed to pick up one task at a time. And then I process that one task. If I can do it in less than two minutes, like put away your shoes, then cool. I'll do that. If it's a more in-depth task, like review all my modules for my upcoming course, then okay, that's going to go in the calendar or that's going to go in the master actions list. And then from there, I'm also going to apply it to my energy. So I've got proactive, active, inactive attention, proactive being for me, 9am to 11am, that's when people are most productive, typically on average, not everybody. Then you've got your active, which is like 12 till four. And then you might get that last little burst of energy, which might actually be a little bit of proactive again. And then you've got inactive, which is like your button clicking, mind numbing, sometimes tasks, admin. So that might be how I adjust my energy, but I've got all these systems that are really great for me and work for other people are really great. And if you look in the vast majority of entrepreneurs, like even like Richard Branson has ADHD. If you're looking at like Grant Cardone, he got diagnosed with bipolar, schizophrenia, ADHD, ADD, all these different things. And I think sometimes this is at least my opinion on medication. And again, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can't talk about this strictly, but this is my opinion. Is sometimes we look at these things as losses and things that like a reasons why we can't be successful. So we take something that actually inhibits our abilities to actually utilize them effectively. So like when I get in a flow, I'm grand and go, go. But then other things, when I'm trying to remember certain things, it might not work as well. But once you can learn to utilize that inner power that you've been gifted with, you're grand. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's about playing to your strengths, isn't it? Totally. Mm. And not focusing on, you know, what's going wrong or whatever. So just don't focus on it because in terms of energy, you can't say, I don't want this. And the universe be like, oh, okay. No, the universe just says yes to everything. So if you're putting your energy on what you don't want, you're going to get more of it back because you're putting your energy there. So only put your energy, your thoughts, you know, what you're giving your attention to, focus on what you m- want more of and mm-hmm. you will get more of that. Agree, agree 100%. What do you like to do when you're not working, Nick? It's a great question. I was having this conversation with my business partner because I said like, there was definitely a mindset that I went into for a while 
where I weigh up the long-term and short-term of everything. And this is my past version of myself, the one who worked hundreds of hours every single week to build the vision. And it worked great. I succeeded. I hit six figures, did it. Okay, cool. Woohoo. But I was lost at the same time. Like I'm an extroverted person. So naturally I'm better suited around other people, but then other times I'm, I'm quite hermit mode, but I've been in hermit mode for quite some time. So the things that I really like to do when I'm not working the gym, but then I'm listening to a podcast most of the time when I'm in the gym and then walking and then cycling. I love a nature walk, but at the same time, like I'm completely obsessed with my business. I love it so much. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, so most of the time, like I'm either reading something that's going to benefit me within my business or I'm in the gym and I'm listening to a podcast and some people are like, is that not balanced? Do you not have balance with that? And I think balance is so subjective. Like somebody with three kids with all of the sensory overload that can happen with that is going to find a different balance with somebody that is like me. I can digital nomad. I can go wherever I want, whenever I want. Yeah. Um, it's about the energy underneath, isn't it? If you're listening right. to a podcast because you want to learn more because you're interested, well, then that's a positive energy. But if you're listening to it because you're like, oh, I desperately need to learn more because I don't know enough yet, then that's very different. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think you can use fear. Like sometimes I think you can use fear to do this. Like whenever I'm prepping for my podcast episodes, like I don't want the podcast episode to fuck up. I'm going to research my guests. I'm going to know what's going on for them because I, I want to give my listeners the best possible experience. So like I will utilize fear. I'm not worried about doing that because at the same time, it also comes from a place of abundance of knowing if I do this or when I do this, it's going to give people a more broader range of listening. So then I also research things. But then again, like I will just go in my flow if I feel like just going off on one and yeah. just going like full send. So there's a lot of difference. And I think if you're listening to this and sometimes you feel like, oh, you're like, oh, some days I just feel like I get a little bit obsessed. Like it's okay. Like I think there is as much as there's a push for having balance and having fulfillment. If you're feeling that energy of being in flow and going all in with your business all day, I don't do it every day. But if you feel like having a 12 hour stint, have a 12 hour stint. stint. Absolutely. Like, if you want to do it. Yeah, 100%. That. I totally agree with that. And I love, I love working so much. But yeah, I have to have balance because I've got my family. So, right. but yeah, I totally, yeah. And, and like balance is so, it's again, like so subjective. It's like, I don't feel like I burn out and I can work for vast amounts of time, but that's because I listen to my body and my energy when I yeah. feel that energy. Most yeah. people burn out because they feel that stress level and yeah. they ignore it and they carry on forcing forwards and then they lose sleep and then they just stop looking after their body. But one of the first things that I always do with everybody that comes on is our first, like our first module, our first, everybody that comes on, what's your sleep like? What's your diet like? What's yeah. your movement like? What's your mindset like? Because like mental health is real, right? Yeah. When you're going in an entrepreneurial journey, there's going to be an aspect of up and downs. I talk about all the time, the emotional cycle of goals, which is there's five stages. One, uninformed optimism. Two, informed optimism. So think of, I'm going to do this new thing. I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be great. That's uninformed optimism. Then people realize that it's not actually as easy as you think it's going to be. Then you enter into a stage, which typically you have a mentor or a coach which is really challenging. You feel like the end of the world, you feel like giving up and starting an uninformed optimism again, changing niche or whatever that's going to be. Then you find something that's going to work and then you step into hopeful realism and five successful fulfillment. But that only happens 
if you have your mindset in the right place, which is why you're here listening to this podcast, yeah. so that you lock in your mindset into the right space. It's right why I think so many programs out there are missing that mindset element where it's like, hey, come in and do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah but there are going to be ups and downs. There's going to be battles to come along. And that's not to affirm that you're always going to struggle with your business because I think you can bring in ease, but at the same time to think that everything's going to be hunky-dory all the time. No. Nah. Yeah, I think the mindset piece is so, so important because if we don't, if we ignore that, then ultimately we end up building a business that just, you feel empty. If you, even if you've got success, you feel empty. Like it's the people, the person running the business matters most because mm. we're doing it, like if it comes down to it, like really, really go right down to why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. For me, it's for my family. Like I want to have a business that means that I can be at all the sports days and you know, like drop offs in the morning, all of that. Like that's my why. And so that's, you know, why I've got my mindset to a place where I can be present and love like while I'm with my girls and while I've got family time, I love that. Like I'm present and focused. And when I'm working, focused, present, love it. Mm -hmm. But there's balance and that wouldn't be there without the mindset work. You know, I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I've had trauma drive and just that obsessive desire to work, 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 work. If you've got trauma drive, then you're driven by that obsessive desire to work. And it's that subconscious need to fulfill something when, you know, I used to have that and now I don't. And it's very, very different how it feels. And yeah. hundred percent. I think a, re- a great way to look at this, if you are unsure of what road to take with, where your energy's at, where your mindset is at, where your confidence is at. You can use this model for anything. But if you look at Charlie Munger, he's uh, Warren Buffett's basically like right-hand man, businessman. So makes a fuckload of money. And by the way, I don't think making money is bad at all. Like Jen Sincero's book, You're a Badass at Making Money. If you go through questions like, why do you deserve to be rich? Why does the world deserve to be rich? Why do the people you know deserve to be rich? You actually reframe a lot of... Mm, Yeah, why not? But I think if you look at it as like you're struggling right now or you're not sure of what direction to take and let's say you want to build a business or let's say you want to build some confidence or let's say you want to build on your mindset, you can use Charlie Munger's inversion model of essentially his question was, would I do to screw up a marriage? Because your brain's so wired to be negative that it's great at finding negative answers, but not so good at finding positive answers. So what you do is you ask the negative question what would I do if I wanted to screw up my marriage? And you label out all the negatives because your brain's great at finding negative answers. And you actually just reframe that to the positive. So I did this with one of my clients today, which was, what would you do if you wanted to screw up your confidence? And she was like, number one, I would dress down. Number two, I would not show up. Number three, I'd probably talk negatively to myself. Number four, I'd probably go against my word. So it's like, okay, cool. What's the opposite of that? One, I'm going to dress up so I can feel confident. Two, I'm going to commit to the things that I say I'm going to do. Three, I'm going to show up when I say that I'm going to show up. And the spiral continues, right? And you can do this for anything. This is the best thing. It's like, what would I do if I wanted to screw up my health? What would I do if I wanted to screw up my my sleep routine? What would I do? And like, I was playing with this game all week. It's actually my theme for the week is I'm going to inversion model every single one of my clients (laughs) I speak to. But your brain doesn't want to do things that doesn't serve you. So if you ask the things that you don't serve it and you actually call yourself out because you're like, oh shit, I'm actually doing that. So I'm actually screwing up my life right now. 
it's quite a hard lesson. It's almost like tough loving yourself. Yeah. Like one of the things that came up for me and it was a repeated pattern was phone before I went to bed. And I was like, what would I do if I wanted to screw up my health? Got on my phone before my bed. What would I do if I wanted to screw up my business? Got on my phone before I went to bed because I wouldn't get enough sleep and wouldn't feel enough rest. I appreciate I'm quite, I talk quite fast sometimes, but, <laughs> but the point being, ask yourself this question. Think of an area of your life that you want to improve right now and ask yourself, what would I do to screw up this part of my life? And then list out the answers, try like five, 10 answers. And then what you're going to do, one, you're probably going to feel called out because you're probably doing some of them. Mm. And two, then just flip the script, flip to the opposite. And you're like, oh my goodness, I've just come up with my solutions. Yeah. Just like that. So Love quick. Love that. Really interesting. It's a fun model. Mm. Have you got any questions for me, Luke? When was a time that you didn't think things were going to work out? And what was your mindset to move forwards in that moment? Oh, good question. Oh, okay. When I was pregnant with my twins, so just for a bit of context, I had IVF. And before the pregnancy that worked, that we got our girls, I had two previous rounds of IVF. They were got positive pregnancies, but lost both. So going into the third pregnancy, having, you know, had miscarriages and yeah, basically a really, really anxiety inducing pregnancy because twins is higher risk. And add to that, the fact that I had complications all the way through that, you know, TMI for some people listening, but I was bleeding for quite a long time during that pregnancy. And we were at the place where it just wasn't safe. You know, if I'd gone into labor, there was no way that the girls would have survived. So very, very, very scary time. But okay, before that third round of pregnancy, I got my mindset to a place where I was just like, I'm happy in this moment. You know, obviously I still desperately want to become a mum, but I'm happy with my life and I'm positive and I'm grateful. And yeah, my mind was very different by that point. So, you know, I believe that that's the reason that I manifested the positive pregnancy that worked because I attracted in, you know, that positive experience. Whereas before I was in a fear-based mindset. Anyways, whilst I was having those complications the whole way through, you know, the fear thinking was, is this going to work? Is this going to end in, you know, miscarriage again? And I was just like, what will be, will be. And actually there was a song that I heard on the radio so often. Uh, I think it's Macklemore. I'm not sure if it's meant to be, it will be. Maybe just let it be that one. And I heard it on the radio so much. And by this point, I was into spirituality. And so I would see signs from the universe that would just tell me that I was supported, like waking up one morning. Um, my husband and I's anniversary, we'd gone away, but I was bleeding and we couldn't get a scan until after the weekend. And I woke up that morning, there was a rainbow outside and I just took it as a positive sign. And so I just trusted, I just, you know, surrendered everything and just if it's meant to be it'll be and just put my trust in that I can't remember what the original question was oh yeah how did I cope with the anxiety of something well that's it that was like the biggest test ever and got through it and life got better and better since so nothing in my business has ever come close to the challenges I've experienced with my mental health and my mindset from going through the infertility journey that we went through so wow. yeah Thank you for sharing that. That's really, really powerful. I can at least not relate directly to that experience, but in total alignment of 
I know nothing will ever compare to the day that I stood up on rails and was about to jump off a bridge. Mm. I know nothing will ever be in alignment with the 14 days that I spent crying on a bridge, ready to jump, of sleeping in my car, of not knowing like what was going to go on. Like, I, No matter how hard things get, and that's why I love the aspect of keep moving forwards because that's what came to me when I was in my head, when I was on that bridge. Nothing will ever compare within business to the difficulties that we've been through there. And I think this is where you can have internal confidence for the uncertainty of your growth moving forwards. Mm. Recognize the challenges that you've already been through and recognize nothing will be as hard as it has been in that aspect. Or even if you're going through something now, the person that you'll be at the end of this as you transform will be a total overshadowing of the person who was there before. Amazing. 100%. Great it's uncomfortable, but so worth it. Yeah. I think we'll end on that note. Yeah, that was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. So, so many golden nuggets shared, Luke. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, Instagram, I am Luke Anning. So I-A-M-L-U-K-E-A-N-N-I-N-G. The podcast is The Happy Positive Energy Game. We've got it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify We'll get Jenna on soon enough when we run through our next set of guest episodes, but um, we put out three episodes a week. And yeah, if you're looking for a bit of inspiration, mindset, psychology, anxiety, depression, overcomings, we're more so focused on mindset recently. Drop on over. It'd be an honor to have you guys and appreciate you guys listening to me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Luke. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others who you think might benefit from listening and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating or a review as it really helps the show to grow. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jenna Holloway, or on TikTok and Instagram. And my handle is at I am Jenna Holloway. And you can find links to whatever we cover in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.